Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design. Don't turn that dial because you are in the right place for all your racing updates and racing fix for the offseason. You are with In The Marbles, whether it's on your podcast platform or on the Unhinged Sports Network. We welcome you to this episode, a very special episode. It is that time of the year, Preston, our Formula One season review. And I've been looking forward to this since the checkered flag at Abu Dhabi because I got a lot to say about this season in Formula One. I'm looking forward to what you have to say. Well, and I don't know if you will be by the end of the episode because it is going to be one of those episodes where I praise it and I and I diss it. And then well, I praise it again and then I diss it. I I had a feeling that it was going to go like that. And that's why I like to hear. I want to hear what you had to say about it. And I and I appreciate everybody whether you're listening a loyal listener for almost well over one year now or a new listener on the unhinged sports network appreciate you just sitting down listening to our opinion yeah because it i i think we make some pretty decent points and i might win over a few people about formula one here okay or okay. against formula one however you slice that onion <laughs> it is what it is but preston how's it going sorry we couldn't make you get to the christmas party on saturday how was it it and was it, good you you have fun yeah, it was. I mean, uh, nothing big, nothing too crazy. Probably, I mean, probably about eight people there. I mean, it was just all like friends of ours that are all couples. So, right, girls kind of inside most of the time. The guys out in the man cave, we were out there. I got a pool table in the man cave, so they were we were shooting pool, and some guys were smoking cigars. I was kicking back in on the couch. Some guys, you know, drinking beer, stuff like that. You know, we were watching. I had uh, ECHL hockey on too. Okay, so, you know, it was just a nice, a nice little time. Nice. And then we did some games inside, like, uh, as a, a group, but I didn't partake in some of them. Cause that, like what, Dirty Santa, like we did last year? Wait, which one was that one? That, that Dirty Santa is the one where you put a gift under the tree and everybody draws a number. And oh. then you, you pick up a present, and then you, can, you either steal that person's present or pick a new one. Oh, no, one. we didn't do that. Uh, what we did this time around was we had these little boxes of um, – these boxes and they contained, like, uh, mini alcohol bottles in them. But you didn't know what was in the box, what, what you were getting. So uh, I can't remember what the name is, uh, name of the game is called, but like you have one person, you have people across from each other. It's just one on one, and you have somebody shouting head, shoulders, knees, toes, and you have to, you know, whatever they say, you have to touch that body part. 
and it'll get faster and then they'll say gift and the first person to grab the gift gets it so like oh wow things are getting pretty intense for a second Man, I, I had something like that happen <laughs> on a cruise ship caroline and i went on a cruise not, not, i'd say maybe it was a few years ago it was a while ago and and somebody we were playing that game it was like battle of the sexes men versus women <laughs> and by this point i was in, i don't know if you've been on a cruise but you go no. on a cruise and they have these drink passes mm-hmm. and you meet people if you don't have a drink pass and make friends with them to get in with the drink buddies you know and they right. if you if they like you enough they'll say what do you want to drink and we met one of those couples and we started having a fun time and so i i was alcohol courage and said yeah i want to play this game so i go up there high five all the guys yeah we're gonna win and it was like you have to say hip hip and if you, the guy saying running it the mc said hip hip you say hooray if he says hooray you say hip hip and when he's going faster and faster and and i'm i'm running drunk i'm like waving to my wife hey <laughs> in front of thousands of I'm people doing good. I'm doing, and then he went and then he went hip hip and then i went and he said hip hip and i went hip hip and i went oh <laughs> <laughs> And in front of everybody on the cruise ship and i was so and i was just like oh no and then he said he said ship we're on a ship, we're and, on I was a like, ship. And, and then my wife was so mad man she's like i can't believe you just said that i'm like babe i'm like five beers in and then three mixed drinks in i've gotten like a lot was like you can't blame this one on me we'll never see these people again in my life sure enough on that same cruise it was a there was a i was a volunteer firefighter at the time and a West Point firefighter was on there who Caroline knew. And then I got to know his name's Connor and him and his fiance or girlfriend at the time were on the cruise too. So yeah. Okay. My bad. There was one group of people that we know <laughs> and that were probably not even present in that part of the ship, but I know how you feel. <laughs> yeah, that was fun, man. But, um, I'm glad that's, I'm glad you're, um, doing well, man. How's that? How's the rest of your life? Uh, the rest of the life is good. Just, uh, take it day by day. Take like it said, day by so, day, man. You know? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's awesome, man. Um, got a lot to cover today. We got a Formula One season review. And like I said, man, been looking forward to this since the checker flag at Abu Dhabi. It's going to be a fun, interesting one, I feel. But uh, we do have some news. And we're going to go ahead and cover the news real quick before we get into anything else. I only got one piece. I don't know if you have any. But we'll get into the news and go from there. And the one piece, I knew, ha- piece of news that I have, it's actually from a couple weeks ago. Auto Club Speedway will not host a race in 2021. It will be replaced by the Daytona Road Course for the second race of the season. So Daytona back-to-back, oval, and then road course. Preston, how do you feel about that? Because I'm not really a big fan of the Daytona Road Course. I'm not a big fan of road courses in general, but Auto Club not doing it. I'm it's Because of the COVID-19, California is shut down. They're not opening back up. Uh, how do you feel about that? Uh, I'm upset about it, honestly. California is probably one of my favorite tracks that they go to. I don't know what it is about it. Uh, I mean, you know, when I would race a lot on <clears throat> the Xbox in terms of like the NASCAR game, I would race California quite a bit. I really enjoy the layout of California. I think Auto Club's Fever is a really good track, and that's why I think it's one of my favorite ones. And with them not being on the schedule next year, I can understand it, I yeah. guess, because of the whole COVID thing. But I mean, putting Daytona Road Course there, I guess it makes sense logistically. Since yeah. it'll just be, but I mean, I don't know. You have you're having a super speedway car, and then you're going to have 
a road course car. Well, there's so really they're no, still going to have to. There's really no such thing these days as a speedway car, a super speedway car, and a road course car anymore. Oh, there's okay, usually well. the same thing, as far as I know. But I hear what you're saying. I don't know. I just the Daytona road courses. I don't. I don't know. It doesn't really impress me. Too and road much. courses for me in general aren't the best. No. I know a lot of fans are screaming for them. I'm not one of them. I'd rather have the short tracks come in vice to road courses because we discussed it a few episodes ago where in Watkins Glen, all you saw was the front stretch, them going into turn one, and then you're watching the giant big screen all the time. Yeah, I think it's, I think with road courses, like, I guess, I I mean, I don't really know how it really looks in person at Daytona, but like, you know, having a road course like the Roval is a good thing because you can see the whole track. You can see everything that's going on. So yeah, for the most I part. guess with Daytona, you can see mostly everything for the most part, but I I don't know. I'm not really too much of a fan of the Daytona road course. No, I'm not either. And so already gonna, it's, it's going to be sandwiched between the Clash and then the Daytona 500 on the Oval and then back to the road course. I'm not yeah, a big see, fan I of don't, that. I don't like the fact that they're having the Clash now on the road course. I, after we got to see the road course, I'm just like, I don't think it's going to be fun with the Clash because now we, it's, what, you're talking like half of the field. Right. I don't know. I don't really see it being that very fun. I tell you what, we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. But that's the only piece of news I have, man. Unless you have anything else. I uh, just uh, the twenty three XI Racing came out with some of their uh, yeah, Doctor Pepper. That's Dr. a big Pepper, one. Doctor uh, Pepper, DoorDash, and McDonald's were yeah. ones. Uh, Columbia Sportswear too. And I even saw something that said Bubba has no one else to blame if he doesn't do well. Yep. You know, not that he could have blamed anybody else. No. Yeah. But. It's going to be interesting. We talked about that. Bubba has only but to blame himself if he doesn't do well. You just have to wait and, and see. We'll just have to wait and see. That's a good <laughs> point, buddy. Well, what we're going to do before we get into our Formula One season reviews, take a break and hear a ad read from Fanatics, who is the partner of the Unhinged Sports Network, and all purchases from the link at inthemarbles.net will help them out and help us out as well as know? well yeah so if you got well, any last minute shopping to do before christmas so we'll go ahead and roll, we'll go ahead and roll into that this is in the marbles and we'll be right back with our formula one season review all right matt before we move into our weekend review here as you know we are partnered with the unhinged sports network and now the unhinged sports network is partnered with fanatics that's awesome you know christmas time is right around the corner that's right so if anybody's looking for that last minute purchase for their sports fan in life whether it's nascar hockey nba football you name it if you go to in the marbles.net and click on the merch tab fanatics link will pop up right there you just click on that and every purchase goes not only towards and the marbles here on the show, but the Unhinged Sports Network as a whole. That's right. And so, uh, Matt, tell me, how can someone listen to the Unhinged Sports Network? They could either go to unhingedsn.com or on our website, in themarbles.net. There's an Unhinged Sports Network tab. You click on that, and it'll direct you to all the websites and social media links for the Unhinged Sports Network, so you can listen to all 16 podcasts on there at your convenience. Go check it out. All right, back here with our Formula One season review. If you're joining us on the Unhinged Sports Network, welcome. We're glad you're here. And if you're joining us on your regular podcast platform, thank you as well for the support and the continued support of In the Marbles. But it's, it is, it's time as it's not Bruce Buffer. It's Bruce Buffer. It's time, as he would say. It's time. To break down the Formula One 2020 season. And again, I said it before, been looking forward to this for a minute here and it's going to be the same thing as we did with our NASCAR season review. 
memorability, unpredictability, excitement, competitiveness, and intensity. All broken down into that with a final tally at the end. And I'm going to leave it up to you, Preston. Do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Uh, I think you should go first. All right. I've been looking forward to this for a while. I got my notepad here. As we all know, 2020 has been a weird season for everybody in all forms of sports. We discussed that on our NASCAR year in review. That 2020 is a season and a year that we soon hope to forget. The Formula 1 season was going to start in Australia. was delayed due to COVID. I mean, they were getting ready to do free practice one. Mm-hmm, that's right. They shut everything down. Everything in Australia is shut down. The 2020 season only took place on the European continent and Asia. Mm-hmm. The Asian continent. So two continents vice of what, five that we normally go to in Formula One? Yeah. The first race happened, that was in March. The first race happened in July in Austria. The race went from a 22 scheduled event for Grand Prix to 17 races. Only 17 races. A lot of them back-to-back. Bob Rain. Yeah, we had two. Well, Silver, Bahrain was Silverstone. two different layouts, but still. It was still Bahrain. Uh, Austria was another one, Austria too. was another one. A lot of back-to-back ones. The first Grand Prix to be canceled due to COVID and the schedule change was the Chinese Grand Prix, which we all kind of saw coming. Mm-hmm. But then it was like a snowball effect. Australia delayed. Vietnam canceled. Yep. Netherlands canceled. All these big tracks we were looking forward to. America, Canada, Brazil, canceled, 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 postponed, mm-hmm. which usually meant canceled. At the same time, Italy, who got hit really hard at the start of this pandemic, Ferrari withdrew entirely from Formula One competition and said, we're not racing. We're glad to see that didn't manifest into anything crazy. No. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's, this is I'm happening. laughing because you have like this big notebook of uh, all this stuff. <laughs> Fer- Ferrari's struggle was real in 2020. Sixth in the Constructor Series Championship. They did not do very well at all. And their engine in a Haas finished ninth in the Constructors' Championship. Haas was a good team in 2019. They were looking to maybe make a run at that Constructors' Championship. Nope. That didn't happen. Lewis Hamilton. Average finish of second. Yep. And he missed one race. Race in 16 and 17 total Grand Prix. Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design. Average finish is second. No wonder he's a seven-time champion. Claimed his seventh championship with three races to go, as well as locked up the Constructors' Championship. Five winners in 2020, Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen, Valtteri Bottas, Sergio Perez, and Pierre Gasly. Two first-time winners, Pierre Gasly and Sergio Perez. But with that being said, overall memorability for me for the 2020 Formula 1 season, I'm going to give it a five. It's very memorable, but at the same time, it's one I want to soon forget. And now I turn it to you, buddy. Formula 1 2020 for season review memorability. Memorability, I would give it probably, I'd go seven, honestly. I mean, yeah, there were a lot of races, you know, with Lewis Hamilton winning. 
Mercedes dominating, which is kind of like the status quo has been in years yep. past. Yeah, that's exactly what I understand. I've been thinking. I understand. So with me being this kind of being like my real first time season, really getting into it, I I would say memorability seven. I mean, it, like I said, I'm good. I'm glad that they, like NASCAR, they're able to get some kind of a season in. Right. Not a completely full season, seven, only 17 races. And yeah, we went back to back, but I mean, it's cool to like the uh, the outer loop of Bahrain. That I, was cool. That was really cool. That was, uh, I don't care, you know, aside from Sergio Perez winning, that was really cool to see. Yeah, that, that track, was. Was, I hope that they think of bringing that back at some point because that was really cool to see. So That was. But, I mean, yeah, with Lewis Hamilton winning the status quo, Max Verstappen, yeah, but, I mean, it was cool to see Sergio Perez win. It was cool, definitely cool to see Pierre Gasly win as well. Two, just goes to show you that, I mean, it happens. The drama unfolds. But, yeah, so well, I, I'd give it a... Only if something happens to Lewis Hamilton, whether he's not participating in the race... Yeah. <laughs> ...or something, a penalty happens, like it, what did in Italy, where he entered a closed pit during a red flag. Yeah, I was still... I mean, to that to only, this day, I'm only still, if something hampers Hamilton, yeah, is it going to be a fun race, uh, or is it going to be a well that someone else winning? This goes back to well, the uh, the little debate we had last week about is it the car or is it the driver? And clearly, clearly, it's it, the car. It looks like the car because for the most part at so. Abu Dhabi, Hamilton won that. Or no, Max Verstappen won that race. Yeah. Hamilton finished second. No, he third. He's third. I apologize. Finished third. George Russell. Was was nowhere to be seen. Yeah, and he ran just as good in that Mercedes as Hamilton did. You know, the, and then and then on top of that, Mercedes had a stacked pit stop and executed it flawlessly at yeah, Abu Dhabi. They did. Now, they why did. answer me that? Why do it well there with Lewis Hamilton in the car, but when George Russell's in the car, everything goes kaput? Well, I think because it was just one of those. Last week, it was just one of those fly-at-the-moment things. Like I said, I mean, they were literally coming around that last turn, and they were just like, oh, we should do a stack pit stop, and they're there already. I think this past time, they already knew that they were going to do it, so everything was fine. But, I mean, I think last yeah. week, it was just one of those spur-of-the-moment things, and it was just, they were all just at a loss of what was going on. So <laughs> I still think uh, Mercedes kind of didn't want George Russell showing up. I don't no, know. George Russell didn't I want... Mercedes didn't want George Russell showing that Lewis Hamilton anybody could do the job just like Hamilton. Don't get. I, I think it's a conspiracy. I think there's there's a big rumor out there that Bottas might not be coming back even though he's got a contract next year. It sounds like they might try and do a little bit of a Sergio Perez kind it, of thing. It doesn't matter. They could put me in the car. We've talked about this. They could put me in the car and I'll be competitive. I'm just saying they could put anybody in the car. Keep Bottas. I like Bottas. Okay, so. We're getting off topic here. Memorability a seven for you. Memorability a five for me. Unpredictability. You want to go first? Yeah, this is I'll be- go. I'll go first on this one. I mean, this one's a pretty short and simple one. Unpredictability would probably be like a three because three quarters of the season we all knew what was going down. You yeah. get through all three practice sessions and qualifying, you know what's going to go down. If Mercedes is up front after qualifying, it's pretty safe to say that Mercedes is going to be up front. For a good bit of the race, unless Max Verstappen is there to mess up their parade, I guess you could say. True. So I would say a three. I mean, it was like you, like I said, like you said before, status quo kind of thing. You know, Very we true. know, we know. All right. So. <laughs> oh man, I can see uh, you getting prepared over here. I'm ready now. for this. I'm ready for this. <laughs> Lewis Hamilton finished no worse than seventh this year. No worse than seventh. 
didn't participate in the run race in Abu Dhabi. We're not even going to count, or not Abu Dhabi, Bahrain, but I'm not even going to count that as, uh, you know, he finished no worse than seventh in the races that he participated in. Mm-hmm. Botas retired in one race and finished no lower than 14th, only in one race. Mercedes won their seventh Constructors' Championship. Hamilton won his seventh World Drivers' Championship. Locked it up with three races ago, as I said, in Turkey. Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes were on a rail. Nobody could stop them. The only one who could compete with them was Red Bull, but even then, if it was a lockout, or even if one of the Mercedes was out front, game over, first lap, done. It wasn't unpredictable at all. Only when Lewis Hamilton had the penalty and he didn't make the race mm-hmm. because of COVID. That's the only unpredictable part. And if that's going to be the only unpredictable unpredictable part that a Mercedes driver doesn't make the field or has something that hinders him in the field or anybody for that matter, to me, that's not racing. It's slot car racing. Put them on a rail, go. Very minimal passing. And that's why when it comes down to Formula One, your qualifying position is the most important thing that there is. Well, yeah, and we saw it in Italy where Pierre Gasly was out front and nobody could catch him. I don't care if you have Mercedes power to you. Nobody's out front. Those cars are designed to be in clean air, mm-hmm. no turbulent air around them whatsoever. Mercedes has the winning formula all the time. Unpredictability for me for the 2020 Formula One season, two. And okay. you're lucky to get that Formula One. Oh. <laughs> you are very lucky to get that. Now we go to excitement. Now, excitement for me, especially in racing, is the end of the 2018 Bank of America Roval 400, where Jimmy Johnson and Martin Truex Jr. coming down to the final lap. Jimmy Johnson locks up, spins out, takes out Martin Truex Jr., and the third-place driver, in this case, Ryan Blaney, comes up and wins. That was an exciting finish. That was a very exciting finish. The 2020 Daytona 500, Ryan Newman blocking. Again, Ryan Blaney trying to make a pass. And Hamlin barely beating him to the line to secure his second Daytona 500 in a row. Very exciting. Bristol Night Race, 2020, Kevin Harvick. Notice I'm using a bunch of NASCAR stuff here. Yeah. Because I can't think of one exciting Formula One race where Kurt Bush, Kyle Busch was going to challenge for the lead. Couldn't quite catch Harvick. Harvick won. Exciting finish. The most exciting part about Formula One is maybe the first three laps after the initial start of the race, after the initial lights out. After that, whoever is out front is impossible to catch or pass unless something happens on a pit stop, which rarely happens because everything's so so mechanic. It's just boring. Even the pit stops are boring. <laughs> that you can't catch. And the best racing is for maybe 12th. You've said on many episodes that, wow, there was racing all through the field. They're racing for ninth like it's a win. That's that, boring for me. It comes, I mean, I guess it, it comes when, down to that. When Lewis Hamilton is 50 seconds ahead, is it a race? I say no. I'd say it's just a time, a way to burn fuel, waste tires, waste money on logistics. When a video game set on easy can make Lewis Hamilton feel as good as he does when he races Formula One. Well, it's a good thing that they race the amount of laps that they do, and it's not like a NASCAR race because, man, that would be really super boring if that was the case. Wow. Well, <laughs> no, we're comparing apples and oranges here, and I, I, I'm guilty of that. <laughs> You're right. 
for the most part, three to four drivers were contenders in the 2020 season. Lewis Hamilton, Valtteri Bottas, Max Verstappen, maybe a McLaren or maybe a racing point. Yeah, One Sergio those- Perez was up in fourth for a little bit, but I mean, there wasn't the difference between third and fourth was a lot anyways. So in my opinion, in this race analysis opinion, the NASCAR guy in formula in, in, in the marbles, I get that. There was no excitement in the 2020 season. Overall excitement for the 2020 Formula One season, two. Wow. Okay. Again, you're lucky to get that Formula One. <laughs> Preston, excitement. <laughs> Go ahead. Change my mind. I'll give excitement of four. I, I mean, I guess I see it differently. I mean, we all have different opinions. So that's that. That's what makes us human. We're all different. My opinion on racing, I enjoy, you know, the mid-pack racing because when it comes down to it, they're all still competing for spots in the constructors to get more money. You know, the higher you finish, the more money you get. And, you know, that's what makes it exciting and stuff like that. So I think one of the most exciting races, that this, if, I want to, if, I, if I were to choose an exciting race of the season, my number one race of the season that I really enjoyed would probably be that outer ring at Bahrain. I agree with you there. I think there was that was a fun race now, to watch. And like I, I agree with you. Most of the time, the first three laps are the most exciting, and then it kind of just everything calms down. But with Bahrain, it seemed like for a while, even if it wasn't a battle up front, it seemed like there was a lot going on. They were close together. They were very close together. For Except long if time. you were George Russell and you he just started gone. out there and <laughs> you, you were, were gone. gone. Yeah. So I, I found. I think. I, I would say I would give it a four for the overall season, but if I were to choose a race that I enjoyed the most, that I thought that was the most exciting out of the whole season, I think I would probably say that our Ring of Bahrain was probably the most exciting one. I agree with you on that one, and that's the, probably the only thing we'll agree with for the rest of the episode. But yeah, so you gave it a four for excitement. I'm yep. I'm quite amazed by that. I'm, 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 I'm having to take it down because I didn't I didn't, I don't have my notepad to write it's okay. it down. So I'm, I'm taking my it down. Notes. I'm taking it down too. <laughs> I'm in my notes in my phone, typing it out as we go <laughs> right now. <laughs> right. I don't want to forget. Two more categories to go: competitiveness and intensity. Oh yeah, see this or competitiveness. Let's make make sure I'm right here. Yep, competitiveness yeah. and intensity. I think I know what you're about to say. So I'll let you go first. So you want me to start? Yeah, I think I know what's about to happen. (laughs) You've already lined up the firing squad here, I tell you. (laughs) 13, Preston. Out of 17 races, 13 front row lockouts for Mercedes. Seven wins for Hamilton. So he lost 10 races. And I, I must say this, a few years ago, when it was 22 races, Sebastian Vettel with Red Bull won 10 races. So, okay, if you're dominant, you're dominant. I don't care if it's Lewis Hamilton, Sebastian Vettel, Michael Schumacher, Ayrton Senna, anybody in Formula One, eventually everybody's going to get tired of it. Mm-hmm. I don't care what the name is, unless you're a big fan of this. The 13 front row lockouts for Mercedes this season. George Russell subbing for the sick Lewis Hamilton in the second by reigning race, finished ninth because of the stack pit stop situation which shows the separation between the cars in the field. And we discussed that on the debate last week. Go back and listen to it. It's a really good one. It doesn't matter who you put in that car. Those cars are designed and so technologically sound. I feel that anybody could get in there, case in point, George Russell, and be competitiveness and be competitive, which means that the competitiveness was just exposed there and there is none. Anybody could do this. Job, I feel. 
Even if Mercedes weren't in the front, they couldn't be touched. The cars in front couldn't be touched at all. We saw it in Italy. We saw it in Bahrain's second circuit. If you're out front, especially that second circuit, the outer ring, the best racing at times, I've said it before and I'll say it forever until Formula 1 changes it, was for ninth to 12th. And that's not a podium. It's barely in the points. Mm-hmm. And that is not racing. It's not racing for me unless you're racing for the lead, beating and banging, and we've talked about that. You can't beat and bang in a Formula 1 car. But it's not racing for me, ninth to 12th being the most intense part of the track. And you've brought it up many times on the show where you said, well, you know, Kimi Raikkonen was racing Fernando Alonso for 12th. It's like, well, that's great. You're not winning the damn race. <laughs> Overall competitiveness for the 2020-41 season, I bet you could guess it. One. One. <laughs> I was waiting for you to actually rate a category in a one. One. In, I'm surprised it took this long. It's surprised it's, a, it's, surprised it's not a zero. <laughs> Preston, competitiveness for the 2020 Formula One season. Uh, I'm different than you. Uh, five. You're I, so generous. I look at it. You're so generous. Whole, I look at the entire field. I mean, it's just, there were competitive times. Like you, I mean, with you, you, like you said, you like competitiveness where it's up front. And with Formula One, it's not completely like that. I mean, with, I guess with NASCAR, if you want to be competitive, you have to win. But in Formula One, I mean, yeah, you have to win, but. I mean, you got to try and get as many points as you can. And I guess the re- that's why the reason why they only have points in the top 10. So, I mean, that's for another day. I wish they would change the point system a little bit more. It makes it a little bit closer in the top 10. I think it's unfair that first place gets 25 points and then second gets 18. I mean, getting good Lord, that's a big yeah, step that's up. That's a gap. Yeah, that's a gap. When you have a gap of first place getting 25 and 10th place gets one point, I mean, that's that's a bit of a reach, but... I don't know. I like. I, I still enjoy the mid-pack battles because it shows that. I mean, yeah, it shows that Mercedes and Red Bull are the one are the top tier, and then you have third through like seventh in the constructors who are all usually there in the mid-pack most of the time. So, I don't know. I I, I enjoy mid-pack racing as well too. I think it's important. Any kind of racing is important. Let me just put it that way. If you're not racing for the win, what's the point? Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design. Just got to get what you can and no, move on to the next there's week. There's no point. There's no point. If you're an actual race car driver, and ask the next one on. If you're not racing for first, then what's the point? I mean, everybody wants to win, yes. Well, yeah, everybody does want to win. But if you're racing for 12th and thinking that's a victory coming across the line, hey, we finished 12th. Or, hey, we finished We got a point. We finished 10th. We got points. Great. I mean, some teams get pretty excited for that. 
they got some points. Yeah, finishing tenth. Good. Pat yourself. I guess I need. I guess I'd need to look up what the payout is for every team and where they finish in the constructors because I mean they touched on it on the broadcast over the weekend that you know the higher you finish, the more money you get. So I, right. I guess I need to see what the payout looks like in terms of that because there are a lot of teams that get very excited when they can get they can score just a couple of points. Right. So I, I don't know. No, I totally understand, man. And if you want to get excited about 10th, go ahead and get excited about 10th. Me, I like winners. <laughs> and not ones that win all the time that earn it. Oh, okay, that's all right. Because <laughs> that would make people think I like Lewis Hamilton. All right, intensity. Final category, intensity. We're getting towards the end. We're at the end. Are you saying you don't like him? <laughs> We're not going to go there. We're not doing that. We're not doing that this episode. Absolutely not. All right. Intensity. You want me to go first? Uh, yeah. yeah okay. well, let's hear what you have to say again. I'd like to hear what you have to say. Oh, you like to rebuttal, huh? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Roman Groshan's crash was the craziest part about 2020. It kind of booked in the start of the year where Ryan Newman crashed. Mm-hmm. The craziness of that, the memory of that, you'll never forget that as long as you're a Formula One or race fan. And we covered that greatly on Formula One Dodge to Bullet. Starts and restarts were also intense. Hey, all the cars, all 20 cars bunched up right there. Yeah, there's going to be something to happen. I'm trying to remember what track that was now. That track that they went through for the first time where that happened on a restart. Everybody got bunched up and everybody oh, was yeah. running into the back of each other. And I can't remember for the life of me what the track was I, I remember now. <laughs> what you're talking about where they had restart, both ass yeah, it was up and it bunched was, everybody up. But it wasn't that. It was because they, they, the it green light. Yeah, I think... Uh, it was a first-time track. What was it called? Hang on. I'm going to... Okay. Let me look it up while you We're keep gonna going. Look it up. Okay. I felt like throughout the course of the 2020 Formula 1 season, there was no nail-biting, edge-of-the-seat racing for a finish, or especially first. There was no nail-biting finish, no OMG moment where you saw it and said, that was an awesome race, that was an awesome finish. In my opinion, most races were dud, if you could even call them racing at all. There's no way that you can look at Formula One and say what an awesome season that was unless you're an announcer paid to promote the sport, unless you're a driver who said we finished 12th, awesome, or unless you're Lewis Hamlin and said it was an awesome season, nearly perfect. It was Magello, by the way. Magello, thank you. Mm-hmm. Overall intensity for the Formula One 2020 season, a one. There was really, like I said, the first three laps and the starts and restarts were the most intense. And I think when the safety cars deployed to make it more intense, grid them up. Do a standing start again. No more of this stupid rolling start because... I think the rolling start... No, the rolling start's pointless in Formula 1, not for a restart. Yeah, I don't... I mean, I, I, can, I, I think I can agree with you there. I think the rolling start is... Um, it just doesn't really make too much of sense because the leader can bunch him up, but then he can go whenever he needs to go, and then it just kind of it backs everybody up. I think a standing start would be very interesting. It would be. For a restart. If the safety car comes out, grin him up, let him go. Mm-hmm. Do that for un- in the red flags, initial start, and restarts. Yeah. No more of this rolling start stuff because the, everybody slows down, bunches up, and then once the safety car is out a distance away, Lewis Hamilton, it's usually Lewis Hamilton, just goes. Yeah. And he's by the time they get to the start finish line, he's already one second ahead out of DRS range. Pointless. Pointless, pointless, pointless. Can't stand it. But 
All right. Intensity. Prove me wrong. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be able to prove you no, wrong you won't. here. <laughs> you won't. Even even you, the Formula One guy of the show, I'll, cannot prove me wrong. That that was literally, you fell asleep during some races, didn't you? No, actually, I watched the entire race. Yeah, well, Most you, of them from flag to flag. Well, good for you. I didn't. I don't know, but... I guess I don't know. I guess I'm still on the high of I really enjoy the sport. I don't know it's hey, something go different ahead, man. for me. I, I love the fact that we have a Formula One NASCAR guy and hopefully an IndyCar guy coming. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I mean, I've grown up watching NASCAR. I've loved NASCAR all my life, but I think I just find it fascinating to get into a new motorsport. Don't blame me, man. So I'd give intensity a. I'll I'm gonna rate it higher. Yeah, I'll rate it higher. Probably a four. I'll give it a four. Four. That's my final answer. Four, like the four horsemen. That is I'm horrible. Go- <laughs> horrible reference there. <laughs> no, it's not. You're right. Why would I ever go pull the four horsemen down to this kind of level of yeah, with intensity right. of four? And, and putting them in the same category as Formula One. Give me a break. <laughs> so, yeah, there were intense moments. Yeah, there weren't intense moments. Restarts, like you said. Yeah, race starts. You know. Bahrain, Outer Loop, or, you know, with Roman Grosjean's incident, which, thank God, he's alive today and yeah. all that. So, yeah, yeah, I'll give it a four. I I find different moments intense. Like, you give different things, so. Right. I don't blame you. You know, it is what it is. I hear you, man. Give it a four. Give it a four. All right. My takeaways for the Formula One 2020 season. Oh, boy. I, how many times have I said Formula One 2020 season this episode? A lot. Yeah, count them up. <laughs> Formula Four. Formula One needs to review and make safety changes to the tracks. What happened to Roman Grosjean shouldn't happen. They need to remove those guardrails and improve track safety. They dodged a bullet again. And next time they might not be so lucky. I will give it to McLaren. They used to be the laughing stock of the grid. Not even finishing the race. Barely making it onto the grid. And barely finishing. Not even if even if they did finish. Finishing third in the Constructors' Championship. Awesome to see that team turn around from the likes of Fernando Alonso, who, a stellar driver, could barely even roll those cars off, to, off of Q3 and not even get a prayer and a chance and a Hail Mary to get a point. And finishing third in the Constructors' Championship only after a few years of coming back. Racing point, fourth in the Constructors' Championship with one win. It was a very good year for both of those teams. And I hope they could challenge Mercedes next year. Because I will switch to McLaren Orange or Racing Point Pink like you do. Well, Racing Point will be green next year. Okay, green next year. I'm sorry. Martin, but I, I'm, I, I think I'm, I think I'm going to go wherever Sergio Perez goes. But you know what I mean. Those two teams have come around. They have. Red Bull's falling. They're falling star. Ferrari is already... Is a, is a lead brick sinking in the ocean unless they change it around in this offseason. Maybe some new blood with doom. Haas. In fact, everybody with a Ferrari engine did horrible this year. Let's just say that. But these two teams, McLaren and Racing Point, are the next big things in Formula 1. Those are going to be the teams topping over the Mercedes and the Ferraris and the Red Bulls. And McLaren's going to rise back to the top and the pinnacle of the sport. And Racing Point is going to be right there neck and neck with him. Can't wait for those two to get to the point where they could beat Mercedes week in and week out and race against each other, just like the old days of McLaren and Ferrari. It's going to be fun. But with that being said, 
the overall rating that I gave this season in Formula One a 2.2, and you're lucky to get that Formula One. <laughs> I love how you say that every single time. You're lucky to get you're that. You're lucky to get that. <laughs> I'm, I call it like I see it, 2.2. I will remember this year because of COVID, mm-hmm. and you're lucky Formula One that COVID happened. Or else I'd forget about this year and throw it in the wastebasket with everything else that I think about Formula One in 2020. Preston. Yes. Your takeaways and overall rating of this year. Takeaways, I see that. I mean, I agree. Okay, so I'm going to agree with here. Red Bull is falling. And I think with that, I think they're putting all their resources into just Max Verstappen. And I think it's making Alexander Albon look a little bad. But that's normal in Formula One. Yeah, you have a driver one and you driver two. Lewis Hamilton gets all the resources. Back in the day, it was Michael Schumacher over Rubens Barrichello getting all the resources. In fact, in 2002, a very controversial moment happened where Barrichello was in the lead. And they said, move for Schumacher. Yeah. Austria. And he moved for him following team orders. And Schumacher won that race. He repaid the favor like a year or two later in Indianapolis where he let Barrichello's win. But give me a break. Yeah. In Formula One, it's political. It's going to be the number one driver, whoever brings in the most money, in this case, Lewis Hamilton. And I wouldn't, if Mercedes would have said to Valtteri Bottas, move over, let Lewis Hamilton win that race. I would have flipped it off and never watched it again. It's bogus what, what they do with that. Not saying that that doesn't happen in NASCAR. Or it hasn't happened in NASCAR. But I tell you what, if that happens again, especially with Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes, I'm not going to watch it again. But I interrupted you. No, that's, that's I apologize. Okay. That, Go ahead. That's, uh, it's nice to hear opinions. So, ah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah, with the Red Bull thing... Um, I agree with you too. I think it's cool. I think it's great for McLaren. They did, and you know, McLaren just got that third place because of Sergio Perez and their uh, transmission issues at Abu Dhabi, which was a shame for Perez to go out like that. Yeah, but I mean, they had a great turnaround in the year. Yeah. Racing Point and McLaren showed up. Yeah, they did, and they, they filled up the vacuum void that Ferrari left. Yes, I think now looking as far as looking forward to next year with Racing Point. I mean, all they're doing is just changing brand names. They're going to Aston Martin. Will they continue to perform? I hope so because that team has come a long way. You know, they the formerly Sahara, for, Sahara Force India. Excuse me. I mean, that team's really been coming. That team has done. I, I think I heard that team does well. Has been doing well for years with not having as many resources as most teams do. So good for them. Now with them having Sebastian Vettel in the car next year instead of Perez and still having Lance Stroll, I'm not really too sold on Lance Stroll just yet. I don't know really about him too. I mean, he does well. He's there, but I don't know if he's got the racing fact. I guess, see, he's kind of one of those people that, like, I feel like he's up there, but it's because of the car. Put Sergio Perez. Put can, him in a Mercedes and see how he does. I would love to see what he looks would look like in a Mercedes. I'm not, like I just said, saying. I'm not bagging him. I just, I'm not completely sold on Lance Stroll just yet. I think Sergio Perez is a great wheel man. I hope that he finds a spot next year. He claims that he has something lined up for 2022, but that would be great if he finds something for next year as right. well. Renault looks Renault didn't look too bad this year either. Uh, with Fernando Alonso coming in next year, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Esteban Ocon, Esteban Ocon staying. Ricardo's going to McLaren, I think. Yep. And Sainz is going over to Ferrari, which 
Oh, good luck, buddy. Ferrari is in a real <laughs> rebuilding state right now. I hope they can what, turn what, it around. What with happened him. with Ferrari this year is unacceptable for the Tafolzi. Is that and what they're called, Tafolzi? Sebastian Vettel had told uh, Charles Leclerc that he said he Leclerc was probably one of the most talented drivers he was seen in most of his career, and he told him not to waste. Uh, said something about not to waste his time or something like that, and people took that as like. Oh, man, he's telling Leclerc, don't stay at Ferrari for too well, long. Let's understand Sebastian Vettel's point. Four-time world champion in a class act with Red Bull. Red Bull started struggling when Mercedes started finding their niche. Ferrari said, we're going to sign the hottest driver, free agent right now, which is Sebastian Vettel. Everybody said, this is Ferrari's comeback. Mm-hmm. This is Ferrari's next-generation Michael Schumacher. He's going to put the wind in the sails of the Ferrari team, Scuderia Ferrari is going to rise back to the top with the help of Sebastian Vettel. And for the first two years, it looked like he was until he started beating himself. What's that street circuit with the castle in it? You know uh, what I'm talking about. Ba- uh, Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. Baku. Thank you. Oh, Baku. I could have just said yeah. Baku. Where there was an incident. He beat himself on that race. I forget what year. I think it was 2015, 2014, where Lewis Hamilton brake checked him. He went up and in a sense, door slammed Hamilton. Cost him 25 points. Or whatever amount it was. It cost him points. Mm-hmm. Finished second in the championship that year. Could that rate, And that race from there was the downfall of Sebastian Vettel and Ferrari. And unfortunately, me as a big Ferrari guy, seen Michael Schumacher win the Indianapolis Grand Prix in 2004. I've seen the Ferraris win. I've seen them at their pinnacle. I've seen and heard the V12 coming by me at 220 miles an hour. An awesome feeling. No more. Those days are gone, Ferrari, unless they can fix it, which finishing sixth in the Constructors' Championship is not going to help their calls. But Ferrari-powered engines, Scuderia Ferrari, Haas, and who does Kimi Raikkonen race for? Alfa Romeo. Alfa Romeo, Ferrari engines. Subpar all year. Sometimes not even making it out of Q1. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. Unacceptable if you're a Ferrari fan. If you like the Prince and Pony of Ferraris, and I love Ferraris, you're looking at that like, we're, we better get off and follow the rats off the sinking ship. Yeah, we're becoming the laughing stock almost. You, you're not becoming, you are the laughing stock. Unless you're in Italy where everybody's wearing red, nobody else is wearing red. Everybody's wearing Max Verstappen orange, everybody's wearing Lewis Hamilton silver. Everybody's now probably going to switch over to green and Sergio Perez if he stays with the team. The Ferraris are dying, and they need to fix it. And I took away your no again season pickup. It's good. Season wrap it's up, but good. I, tell I like you what, it. I like it for Ferrari. And I'm not. To, and I tell you. And again, disclaimer: I'm not the Formula One guy, but based on what I've seen over the years with Ferrari since 2004, they've stalled. I don't know why. I couldn't explain to tell you why. They're not keeping up with the regulations. They're not keeping up with the technology. They're not hiring the best engineers. But Ferrari needs to do something. It's got to happen by 2021 Australia, if it is Australia. I hope so. Or don't we all? Or else they're going to be the new Williams. And that's my prediction for 2021 if Ferrari does not get their act right. Okay. All right. Good. I like that. But continue on with your. (laughs) 
I don't really have too uh, too much much to say. I also will agree with you that they need to look at safety regulations as well. I mean, all tracks are, I guess, different in a sense. But I mean, that whole the monocoque did its job. The car passed the safety test. The tracks didn't. Well, you have a lot of those uh, that that fencing out a lot of tracks. It's time to upgrade. I mean, Monaco has that uh, the well, whole circuit. Monaco, Monaco kind of needs that, and you're not really circuit. you're not really running the top. Well, no, you're running fast in Monaco, but right, not to the point where. But still, you, they need this is their chance to fix it. And if they want, and I missed Monaco this year, really did. And if Formula One wants those tracks on the circuit, or those tracks want to be on the Formula One circuit, and FIA approved, if I was the FIA, take out the guardrails. That and it's going to be expensive. It's going but, to be very expensive. But then the race will come back in 2021, hopefully with fans. Grandstands will be full. Make that money back in the day just based on beer, beer sales. Hopefully. But, but that, that, that guardrail is used at a lot, a lot of tracks. No excuses anymore. Not after Bahrain. I think Coda uses that too. No Circuit excuses. No excuses after Bahrain. I guess we just have to wait and no. see what they do. No, there is no... Have to wait and see on this one, Preston. Well, I I have to put my foot down. I don't think the After, FIA is going to do a whole lot. Well, then I think shame on they, them. They, if they lose a driver next year because somebody's stuck in the guardrail and on fire, then no. Then I won't even. We won't even do a tribute episode. We'll just say showed you so, and I'll post it all over social media. Why Formula One is wrong, and I'll replay these episodes. kind of. It's kind of reminded me of that uh, we talked about it before the. Uh, the documentary on three, YouTube. Three before February. Yeah, it's going to take a couple of times before they finally figure it's it out. It's going to take a death of a driver. A yeah. Po- very po- it's going to take the death. No, you know what? We're not even going to. F- no. Um, what's it called? Um, Hypothesize or yeah, put out, whatever yeah. and put out there. I'm not going to say that. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a death for change to happen. It always does. Unfortunately, but I hope not. Yeah. So other than that, I think... Um, and George Russell will have to hang in there for another year before he gets promoted somewhere else, which we saw that putting him in a Mercedes, he looked really good. So looked really good. It's just one of those things. Hopefully 2021 comes back, we'll get we'll be in full force, and we'll get all 22 races on the schedule, and then we'll head off to 2022 in the Concord Agreement. Maybe things might change then. So Doubt it. <laughs> It's just one yeah. of those things we kind of have to wait since... Overall season rating, Preston. 4.6 is what it came out to. Wow, that's way higher than mine, but okay. I, yeah, that's... 4.6, it's still... It's still and, and here's for the, the thing. Formula 1 guy, I think I kind of rated well, it a little low, but Very hey. low, because here's the thing. Out of 10, out of 10, mm-hmm. you rated it below average. Yeah. Below the middle. That's crazy. There were things. There were times your, in your, there where I was not NASCAR, happy about it. Your NASCAR season rating was higher than your Formula One rating, it's and that's coming from the Formula One guy. Two different sports, but hey, just saying, it is what it is. It is what it is, man. But that still was love our, Formula One. Yeah, I like watching it, man. And hopefully, it'll get better throughout the course of the next couple of years. But that was our Formula One year in review and now we're going to go ahead and take a break and hear a Teespring ad from us. This is in the marbles. And we'll be right back after these messages from the Unhinged Sports Network and ourselves. All right, Preston, before we continue on with our next segment here, I wanted to tell all of our fans about our new discount code for Teesprings. You know what that is? Uh, 
is it racetrack? It is racetrack. Everybody's missing the racetrack right now, and Formula One's about to end. And where else would you want to be in the world besides a racetrack? And if you use code racetrack between now and December 18th, one week before Christmas, you'll get 10% off your orders for all your last-minute Christmas shoppings. You can go to teesprings.com forward slash stores forward slash in the marbles, or you could go to our brand new website, in the marbles.net, click under merch tab on the top of the screen, and it'll take you right there. So that's teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash in the marbles, or you could visit our website, in the marbles.net, click under the merchandise icon on the top of the screen, and it'll take you right to the store. And that's code racetrack for 10% off between now until the end or till the 18th of December, one week before Christmas, for all your In the Marbles gear. White flag, white flag, white flag. One lap to go, one lap right here. Final thoughts here on this very eventful and debateful and crazy episode of In the Marbles, our 2020 year in review. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you really did enjoy it and our opinions going forward. But now we get to our driver of the week. And again, tried to look up this week in NASCAR and nothing happens in December in NASCAR. <laughs> no, nothing does. <laughs> and um, that's, that's kind of a single point of failure for us. If, if it's during the off season, nothing really happened. But I got our driver of the week here. And this is a uh, one I'm surprised we haven't done before. Our driver of the week this week here at In the Marbles is Mike Skinner. That's a good one. I, I feel like it is. Born Michael Quick, which I think he should have kept that name. Yeah. In California in 1957. So he's 63 now. His achievements over the years is 1995 NASCAR Super Truck Series champion and 97 pole Daytona 500 pole winner. He also has the 1997 Rookie of the Year in that Winston Cup class. In his NASCAR Cup Series career, not really one to brag about. Best points finish of ninth in 1999. His first race came in the 1980 Sovereign Bank 500 in Martinsville. His last race came in the 2012 Pier Michigan 400. Zero wins, 39 top tens, and six poles. Crazy fact. In 2001, well, not a fact, but crazy what happened. In 2001, the first race at Chicagoland was going. Not even 20 laps in. Skinner cuts down a tire going into turn one, hits the wall hard, gets knocked out. Mm. He then got replaced by, I believe it was Kenny Wallace in that car. Or with the combination of Kenny Wallace and Michael and Robbie Gordon. Robbie Gordon went, ended up winning the New Hampshire race that year. But after that, his career somewhat went downhill. Then a little better in Xfinity, 52 races over eight years. With his first race coming in 1987, Country Square 200 there at Darlington. His last race, 2006 Ford 300 in Homestead. And his first win and only win in the Xfinity Series in 1999 Yellow Freight 300 in Atlanta. But where he really shined was the Truck Series. 231 races over 14 years, won the 1995 Truck Series Championship. His first race came in 1995 as well in the Skull Bandit Copper World Classic in Phoenix. And his last race in the 2012 Next Era, Next Era Energy Resources 250 at Daytona. His first win matched his first career race start there at Phoenix. And his last win came at the good old Gateway Raceway in the 2009 Copart. 200 
28 wins, 144 top 10s, and 50 polls in that series. And that is Mike Skinner, your driver of the week this week here at In the Marbles. I'm surprised we haven't done him before here on the show and highlighted his career. It's kind of, I want to say lackluster, but man, uh, yeah. victim of home force in the same circumstances, kind of like a Steve Park. Yeah, kind of like a Steve Park, yeah. So, But Preston, that was our show, man. Uh, we're getting ready to uh, get into the holiday season, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure to go check out um, teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash in the marbles or follow the link there at in the marbles.net for any last minute stuff as well as click on the link for fanatics for not just NASCAR but anything else, man. I mean, you could really end up helping out the show in ways and in, in not just the show, the Unhinged Sports Network in ways you couldn't possibly imagine. We really appreciate all the help and support from that. But Preston, man, episode 65, man, can you believe it? If you would have asked me this last year, hey, we're going to make it to 65, I would have I would have had my reservations, but I definitely wouldn't have thought we would be in the situation we're in now. Yeah, we're going crazy. Oh, and I must say, on Twitter today, Monday, or Tuesday, today's Tuesday, but on Monday, Pocono Raceway treated out, be on the lookout for In the Marbles on the Race Pocono Raceway podcast, and we'll make sure to share it on our social media stuff, but make sure to follow, look for that. I wonder when that's coming out. I don't know, but uh, we're, we're in the batting order. We're going to yeah. get ready to go up there. Man, it's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait for that. We'll share that on social media. So make sure to check that out. Make sure to subscribe to the Pocono Race Play Podcast, man. They're a lot of fun. Yeah, some good, good people. Good people. And we we I, I enjoyed being on the show. I know Preston did too. And yeah. Uh, it was really a very humbling experience, I guess you could say. It was a lot of fun. We still and even then we found kinks to work out, check out the show, yeah. find out more. <laughs> yeah. But Preston, man, do you have anything else before we wrap this up? Nope, I don't think I do. I'm just uh i'm thankful that we were able to get both nascar and formula one seasons in this year that's what i'm always gonna be thankful for this year at least that we were able to get some kind of racing in, oh yeah whether it was a full season or not well nascar did a full season why didn't formula one do a full season? i don't know we'll never know but they raced Boom. at a couple different new tracks so i guess that they were supposed to race at a couple of new tracks anyway and, well covid happened yeah just blame it on covid man <laughs> But what an awesome <laughs> show, man. If you agree with what we talked about with our Formula One season review, let us know on social media or drop us a line on inthemarbles.net. And if you didn't agree with me, we'll just say me, let, let us know as well. And, folks, make sure to sign up for our email newsletter there at inthemarbles.net for exclusive giveaways only for members of that email. We already have 10 signed up right now. Make sure to do that. Listen to the show and... Be on the lookout for exclusive giveaways for that. But Preston, do you have anything else before we wrap it up, man? Nope. Nothing else. All right, man. Well, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. I'd like to thank everybody so much for tuning in to us this week here and in the Marvels. Whether you're on the Unhinged Sports Network or your regular podcast platform, we really do appreciate the support. Make sure to check out InTheMarbles.net for latest blogs and Sign up for that email newsletter, and you can find links to In the Marbles 2.0, where in NASCAR Fantasy League coming up here in February, merchandise page for Teespring and Fanatics, and the Unhinged Sports Network page. For Preston Loot, I'm Matt Beamer. Thank you so much again for tuning in. Stay safe and have a good rest of your week.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design.